May the words of my lips and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord my God. Please be seated. Good morning. Good morning. I'm not Father Joe, <laughs> but I'm a friend of Father Joe's. I'm Father Mike Cranach, and very happy to be able to be here again with you uh, while Father Joe is away. I think the last time I was here, it was the worst weather day of the year in recent memories. Uh, snow and ice and all that, and so it's nice to be on the other side and probably finally one of the nicest looking days of the year. Let's take a look together at the gospel reading that we just heard proclaimed. Before we uh, open back up there, it's at Luke chapter 8 if you'd like to follow along. I had this, uh, when I read this, I had this memory of something that happened in our culture in 2016. And it's a disturbing story, it's a strange story, but true. There was some deranged person uh, dressed up like a scary clown and was out in the woods somewhere and was trying to hurt people. Maybe it even did hurt some people. And even as you hear that, you kind of go, ugh, you know. Um, that sparked off so many other things. Like that, that story captured people's attention. So it went viral on the internet, and then there was other stories of, I don't know, other people dressing up like that too and being out in the woods and trying to scare people and getting attention and all that kind of stuff. And for whatever reason, and it, it went on for some period of time, there was just something particularly disturbing and horrifying about a bad person, a deranged person, in the woods, meaning harm to other people. It just got under our collective skin, in a way. We could kind of see why, and even so, in this story. Let's take a look. This is the story of Jesus healing the demon-possessed man. Now, he wasn't dressed like a clown, obviously, but it was a disturbed, deranged man out in the wilderness, and everybody was afraid of him, uh, as we'll see in the story. And everyone was disturbed by him and wanted to keep their distance, and probably for good reason. It was violent, dangerous, unpredictable. So we'll see what Jesus does in this thing. Now, in the story. Now, the challenge of this sermon is, you know how when you hear any story... There's usually a character or two that you identify with or a situation in the story so that you could place yourself within the story or I would have done this or I would have reacted like that. My challenge this morning is to draw the comparison that you and I would find ourselves relating to the demon-possessed man out in the wilderness, the clown of those times minus the scary makeup. That's a hard leap because I admit the first time I read through it, that's not the first person I identify with in the story. But I think there are some connection points, and more importantly, some connection points uh, with the Lord. So they arrived in the region of Gerasenes, across the lake from Galilee. As Jesus was climbing out of the boat, a man who was possessed by demons came out to meet him. For a long time, he had been homeless, naked, and living in a cemetery outside of town. Now there's biblical scholars have written many, many thousands of words about 
demon possession is is that the same today does that exist is 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 it how they perceived sickness or disease back then we're going to set all of that aside for this morning uh, just read it and take it at pl- at face value it says the man was demon possessed okay related to that is evil darkness sin brokenness so all of those things are together in one category the story reads it as demon possession we'll say evil sin sickness brokenness look at the effect that the evil in whatever form had on this man it said he was homeless he was naked and he would go out among the cemeteries no matter what the the evil or the sin or the brokenness of this world the effect that it has on anybody you and i included are similar effects that this man was suffering he was homeless in other words he didn't have a place to be his relationships were broken and cut off broken relationships the effect of sin on us whether it's sin that we've entered into in our own or sin done to us is usually there's broken relationships around that he was naked in other words he was uh humiliated ashamed vulnerable same thing this is one of the effects that sin or evil has upon us it brings that that shame that condemnation that loss of dignity and he was out among the cemeteries he's isolated the effect of sin in our lives whether it's sin done unto us or something we've entered into as we've turned away from the lord has an isolating effect relationships cut off he was out in the wilderness among the things of the dead just kind of stewing in the mess like a pig in the mud <laughs> these are whether it's a story from long ago that has a dr- lot of dramatic parts or we're thinking about it today of the effect that sin has on our life we can certainly see broken relationships shame and regret and isolation so we don't have to totally relate to the clown but we're getting closer in how sin and darkness affects us as soon as he saw jesus he shrieked and fell down in front of him verse 28 then he screamed why are you interfering with me jesus son of the most high god i beg you don't torture me for jesus had already commanded the evil spirit to come out of him this is worth noting the demons that were inside of the man recognized jesus there was no doubt about they they expressed no doubt about who jesus was or that he was powerful and more powerful than them there wasn't an issue of believing he was real or what he could do or not the response is interesting it was a response of fear of shrieking of saying jesus we know who you are get away from us or send us away we don't want to be in close proximity to you the the evil the sin the sickness the death was in opposition to jesus 
verse 29. For he had already commanded the evil spirit to come out of him. Now here's, this is interesting too. The spirit had often taken control of the man, even when he was placed under guard and put in chains and shackles. He simply broke them and rushed out into the wilderness, completely under the demon's power. We've already looked at the effects of sin and brokenness on anybody's life. Broken relationships, shame and regret, and isolation. See a touch point here, too. In this condition, in this state, what did the man do? He would often, they would try to restrain him. They would try to uh, wrap him in boundaries. He would break them off. And he was under another power, under another influence, and would try to go out into the wilderness, back among the things of the dead. Take a moment to jump with me over to Galatians chapter 3, which we also heard read this morning. Galatians 3.23 Before the way of faith in Christ was available to us, we were placed under guard by the law. We were kept in protective custody, so to speak, until the way of faith was revealed. Let me put it another way. The law was our guardian until Christ came. It protected us until we could be made right with God through faith. There is a law. There is God's law and God's ways. It's revealed to us in the Old Testament. It's a manner of living. It's things to do and things not to do. The Ten Commandments and many things related to it. The issue is, the law holds up for us a picture of what a life that's in communion with God can look like. But the problem is with the human heart. Like Paul writes in Romans 7. The thing I'm supposed to do, the laws I'm supposed to keep, the order that I'm supposed to embrace, those things I don't do. And the things that I'm not supposed to do, breaking the law, falling short, those things I do. It's the, it's the fallen condition of the human heart. It's why we need a Savior. Because we can't follow the law in our own strength. If we could, Jesus would not have had to come. And it wouldn't be about a faith relationship with him. It would be just about following the law and being good. Being good's a good thing. But it's what strength and what power and what relationship we tie into to be able to order our lives in this way. They tried to wrap the law around the demon-possessed man. They tried to, to put constraints upon him. Don't do this. And under the influence of a different power, he just burst through those things and kept going back to be among the dead, be among the cemeteries, be isolated, be off somehow in his own way trying to fix it. Or maybe not even trying. The law is given as a guardian to point us in the direction of what God has for us. But it stops just short of being able to save us or transform us from the inside. That's where our new life in Christ comes in. Jesus demanded 
What is your name? Verse 30. Legion, he replied, for he was filled with many demons. The demons just kept begging Jesus not to send them into the bottomless pit. Legion, of course, means many. It's a reference to a military-type battalion of a thousand or more. He had a lot of issues. <laughs> we'll say it that way. There happened to be a herd of a large herd of pigs feeding on the hillside nearby, and the demons begged him to let them enter the pigs. So Jesus gave them permission. The demons came out of the man and entered the pigs, and the entire herd plunged down the steep hillside into the lake and drowned. We can say here that if nothing else, you know, in our day and time, we talk about the optics of something. The optics of this, to the people who were there seeing this, and to the people in the first century who would have heard this story by word of mouth, were just right. Pigs were con considered totally unclean, religiously, ceremonially, physically unclean. So that Jesus would send demons into pigs, it kind of strikes us as wow, there's just so many strange things in this story. But it wouldn't have been so strange to the original hearers. That would have fit. And they plummet into the sea, and the sea was regarded by people in biblical times as a place of, you know, they think of storms, they think of death, a place of danger, a place of turmoil. Uh, so demons going into the pigs and the pigs going into the water, the optics of that to the original hearers and the people who were really there, that would fit. That is... It's what you would do <laughs> if you had the power, you're exercising the power that Jesus was having. Verse 34. When the herdsmen saw it, they fled to the nearby town and the surrounding countryside, spreading the news as they ran. People rushed out to see what happened. A crowd soon gathered around Jesus, and they saw the man who had been freed from the demons. Listen to this. He was sitting at Jesus' feet, fully clothed and perfectly sane and they were all afraid the same man who was grotesque the same man who was homeless with severed relationships from everyone in the community apparently the same one who was naked and ashamed and exposed the one who was